before I introduce our next guest, this mm. was Wayne Carey on the Sunday Rub on Triple M last week. Yeah, I just get a strong feeling Paul Ruse is, is connected to Collingwood and, and uh, he might be at Collingwood next year. And Just some of the things he says, it sounds to me, Swatter, that now he's obviously one of the great footy brains in our game and been an, an unbelievable coach and what he did at Sydney and obviously at Melbourne. The way he's spoken about Collingwood this year, he's really thought about it. And he, he spoke a lot about bringing his team and he spoke a lot about Collingwood's team at the moment. Not the, not the footballers, not Nathan Buckley, mm. but the team that Bucks has got. Put it this way, I don't think Ruzi will be sitting here with us on Triple M next year. Now, Moondog, you were talking it up this morning when mm. you had this to say. Ruzi knows what he's up for. Well, what type of questions are they going to be? Are you going to coach Collingwood? And then he'll say no. And then we'll ask him for his tips. <laughs> G'day to Paul Roos. Hello, Roosie. Hello, Hi, Roosie. How are you? Do you just, want me to answer the question now or do you we'll, want me to... We're no, just back I'll, from I'll, Hawaii. Yeah. I think, Let's uh, go in slowly. Yeah, go yes. on then, Moondoggy. You're the football reporter journalist here. Okay, so you're back from Hawaii. Let me set the scene. You're sitting at the uh, at the bar poolside. At Duke's. And what, what have you ordered? They're mixing up, you up a nice uh, cocktail. I had an orange. It was a Hawaiian sunset. was nice. Mm. So I had one of those. That was uh, quite nice. And across the... Across nice, the... uh, hang on, let me finish. Yeah. Don't interrupt me. Let me set the scene. <laughs> okay. If we're going to do it, let's do it Sorry. properly. Don't interrupt uh, me. I had the mar- couple of margaritas, mm. nice pina colada. Oh, you're on the way. And a Mai Tai. No, that was spread over. No, it wasn't, okay. it wasn't okay. all on one evening. That was sort of spread over a few evenings. Now, you see a, uh, a man just breaststroking towards you. Is that, a, <laughs> is that a young, slim Eddie Maguire I see there? It is Eddie. G'day, Eddie. Well, what I didn't recognise him at first. When, <laughs> let's be clear on that, because as he jumped off the catamaran, uh, he'd been on the, the uh, sunset cruise just out past Diamond Head, which goes off about five o'clock, Howie, and mm. comes back about mm. seven thirty. As he jumped off the boat, I didn't recognise him. So because he's lost a lot of weight. Yeah. So he said, "Rosy, Rosy," and I just kept walking past him. So he actually mm. didn't even talk about the coaching gig. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in all seriousness, mate, while you've been away, and it's great to have you back. The rumour that has been going around Melbourne that Eddie was in Europe mm. and he came back via Hawaii to have a chat with you about a potential coaching position. Yeah, that's not true. Um, well, I was over there for a conference, which was great. Uh, spent. Uh, most of my time on Maui, I'm normally in Waikiki. That's where my house is. And uh, but no, if he did, uh, if he did land in Waikiki, he wouldn't have found me there anyway. So uh, that's yeah, completely untrue. I'm sure he had a lot of uh, exciting things. I think he was watching his son play cricket for a while, wasn't he? From mm. memory, I so think he was. I think and, he and I know it's a, when we ask you about this, I know it's a difficult <laughs> position for you, no matter what, because there is a current coach of Collingwood. Absolutely, he there is, is the installed coach, and he will continue as coach until. That is no longer the case. Would you be interested in coaching Collingwood if the opportunity arose, Rusey? No, I wouldn't be. And it's funny. I mean, people ask me. And I, the last time when I was uh, finished with the Swans, I was working at the academy. I just tried to be as honest as I possibly could. And I, and I remember. I think it was on a Friday night with Fox Footy, and it was late in the season, and there'd been a lot of speculation about you know, Melbourne and then Brisbane came up and things like that. And I'd been saying no, 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 and then. And he said, um, <clears throat> I'll give us an update on the, the coaching situation. And they didn't know it was coming. I said, yeah, look, um, I'm thinking of maybe doing the Melbourne job. And they all nearly fell off their chair. So I just, I'm happy to provide a commentary on it if people want to ask me. And I was as honest as I possibly could last time. And the people, the reason people don't believe me this time is because it did change last time. But, uh, you know, I've already booked a, a trip, a holiday um yeah, going overseas on the night of the grand final, actually, and won't be back until January 15. So unless they move the team, any team, to 
to uh, Waikiki, I, I, I definitely won't be able to do that. Nice pre-season in Waikiki. Nice pre-season. Oh, beautiful, yeah. Terrific. Has anyone contacted you in recent times about any potential coaching positions? No, not at all. I think the, the, the industry understands my position. I think you made a good point before, Howard. I think as an industry, we're, we're better internal. And I'm talking about not necessarily the media, which is the industry I'm in now. I think the internal football industry with Mark Brayshaw and the coach association, they've done a really good job to respect the coaches now. And I think, you know, from CEOs to board members, I think the days now of the, the clandestine phone call are, are finished, which I think is, is good. Um, you know, when I wasn't coaching Sydney, that happened a couple of times, but there certainly wasn't any concrete approaches. Whereas now I think we're more sophisticated. As you said, Nathan Buckley, whether it's Nathan Buckley, there was some speculation on Rodney Ede yesterday. Mm. Yeah. I think those coaches are really well respected now. Um, and I agree with you before. There's no jobs available at the moment until that comes up. I think it's unfair on coaches to talk about any, you know, any coach or any assistant coach taking that job. So when Duck alludes to the fact that you might not be on Triple M next year, is he suggesting that you should be sacked from the commentary team? Well, I, I, I did go over that before with MJ because I hadn't heard it. So I just wanted to check the ratings as we walked in here. So I was on the computer before with MJ and, um, yeah, I might have to ring Duck and say, mate, I thought we were getting on really well. I mean, I thought we had a good combination going. Howie. And sorry, looking mate. at the ratings too, they were a very, very nice number. Hey, uh, before we get to the footy, you do love Hawaii. You get over there a lot. What, what do you get up to over there? You, you actually were just telling me, in your Fitzroy days, this is where the love affair began. Yeah, it was. It's interesting when I look back now and um, spending so much time over there. I remember, I think it was January of 80, 84, One of the old Fitzroy boys would, might remember and can text me. But January eighty four, and Walsey was coaching and had an idea of a pre season camp in Hawaii, and it was it was fantastic. <laughs> we trained unbelievably hard, but back in those days, you know, coaches were reasonably relaxed in terms of yeah you know, the drinking and socialising, and we had a really sensible group of players at, at Fitzroy. So I remember as a twenty twenty one year old back then, the drinking age in Hawaii was eighteen. So everyone was okay but we had some great guys and we had an unbelievable trip so it's, it's quite ironic that you know I've landed there uh, many many years later and, and the connection goes back to yeah, 84. Uh, talking about you know playing for Fitzroy you're a Fitzroy great uh, let me take you back to 1993 circa 93 Princess Park playing Collingwood uh, one of the great games because I just lived across the road I used to go across and watch any football uh, you were playing full forward in the final quarter against Gary Pert, who had left Fitzroy, gone to Collingwood. You take a mark. I think you kicked the winning goal that day. Are you looking forward to working with Purdy again at Collingwood? <laughs> well, the story goes behind that. So Purdy, Fitzroy tried to get rid of me to Collingwood. Purdy had done his knee. Um, and then I didn't end up going, and they got rid of Purdy. Which, mm. And then he had the knee reco, came back, played. Lynch, he'd kicked, I think, three or four of them in the first half. They moved him forward. He kicked the goal to put him in front. It was his birthday. Uh, that day as well. So we all went out that night. Um, so it was a really big day for Purdy. It was a tough day because his dad had played for Fitzroy. He played for Fitzroy and then he went and played and then he thought he'd kick the winning goal. And I said, no, nah, no, nah, that's not going to happen. Um, and I sorted that out down the other end with a left foot snap from uh, yeah, probably 70 or 80 metres out. Um, <laughs> 70 or 80. And put, it, uh, it put, put us back in front. So, yeah. No, it was a it tough was a terrific day. game. Yeah, it was a great, uh, great game of footy. Yeah, they'd come mm. back, I think, from five goals and got in front. And, uh, yeah, I remember the game vividly, but uh, we don't sort of discuss it, Purdy and I. The footy world, as you've disappeared, it moves very, very quickly. The Saints, they were unbelievable mm. the first half. I'm not sure if you've seen any of the highlights against the Tigers last week. They take on the Bombers tonight, Ruzi. They're starting to make things click, the Saints, now. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, as sort of probably Duck alluded to on Triple M, I mean, 
uh, I try to analyse and we try to analyse the games and the patterns that happen in the games. And, and Duck mentioned about the, you know, talking about Collingwood, their recruiting and you know, their, their coaching staff. I, I've liked the way St Kilda have built their list, built their team, built you know, what they do. There's just this inconsistency they've had over the last couple of years. Very similar to Melbourne in a, in a way and very similar to the Bulldogs before that. They're strong around the ball. They're hard around the ball. They get numbers to the contest after contest after contest. And I think what we've seen in the last five weeks is just another elevation again of where they've, they've got, I think they got 12 wins last year and mm. everyone was talking about finals. Probably the hard, harder jump is, to, you know, from go from 12 to the 13 or 14 or 15 win sort of thing. But yeah, look, it doesn't surprise me because their brand of football that they play. Uh, and when they're, when they're on, when they're tackling, when they're fierce, they're a very, very good football team. Luke Hodge plays game number 300 for the Hawks. He announced his retirement while you're away. Perfect day for it to come. Hodgie versus Geelong, traditional time slot, Saturday afternoon at the MCG. There's a lot to look forward to there. And, and just your thoughts on Hodgie. I declared today should be a public holiday nationally and oh, possibly internationally. I think internationally is probably <laughs> getting a bit carried away, but he's been a, just a, a star of the game, Ruzi. Yeah, I remember back to that draft and I remember just the noise around Ball, Hodge and Juddy, Jud- Juddy's mm. shoulders and there was some concern about him and I don't want to say it was a surprise because they were all very, very good players, you know, but it was probably, I think everyone going into that draft sort of maybe thought Juddy was just a slightly better, but there was concerns around his shoulder. I mean, all three players have been unbelievable players, but I don't think so you can't complain about any of them. Um, so it was a great selection. I think... Yeah, what sort of stands out is is big moments, you know, big moments in big games, just consistently. Mm. Uh, and I think that's what everyone loves about Hodgie. That you know, even this year when people were questioning him at the start of the year as he finished, now I think he came out and had thirty something the next game, and and all of a sudden he started to organise a defence, which he's done for years and years. He's helping Ryan Burton and young kids in mm. the back line, Hardwick and guys like that. Uh, he's just a superstar, and yeah, you know, I haven't had a great deal to do with him, but what I have had, you know, he's just a really good person too really good fella. Um, yeah, everyone's going to miss him. People, you know, people miss players like that. And, you know, guys like Brett Kirk, I suppose, um, you know, there's, there's a number of them, but guys that are universally loved that from, from there's not a, I wouldn't think they're a footy person that would have no. a bad word to say about no. Hodgie. You know, he's, he's a couple of Geelong supporters probably. <laughs> yeah, maybe. But at the end of the day, I reckon they'd be clapping him off on the weekend too, sort of thing, because yeah, everything he does, he does with class, but he's universally loved. He transcends the Hawthorne footy club. And uh, yeah, look, it's, it's a great story of 300 games this week. Uh, terrific. Is, yeah. uh, you know, they say success has many fathers and failures are bastard. <laughs> is there somebody at Hawthorne that owns the decision to draft Hodgie? Is there somebody that says that? John Hook was there at the yeah, time. Yeah, I think so. It's because there was a lot on, you'd know how. I mean, there was a fair bit of noise around. And as I said, it wasn't a surprise, but I think from memory, a lot of people thought Chris would go first. And for that first three or four years, it was yeah. like, have Hawthorne done the wrong thing? Yeah, yeah. We had, I think when he came in, he had groin issues, osteitis and... Um, yeah, by his own admission, he was a bit of a lad too, I think, and had a couple of drinks. And, and so Juddy was flying in the West and Coast. And Juddy was flying. And I, I, that's why, I'm, it's funny, which is great. We always discuss, you know, the, the young players of today and we, we laud them superstars and we talk about, oh, he should have been drafted first. But it's not until the end of the career you can really look back and sort of say, oh, okay, yeah. That, that's pretty even sort that's of thing, it. you know. So I think I think we all need to take a deep breath. It's a great conversation, but it's not, you know, if you're looking about, um, you know, Kelly from Giants, you know, It'll be the end of his career that we'll sit back and say, geez, yeah, he's been the, the best player in the draft, Zach Merritt or whoever it might be. But that's that's good fun at the time discussing it. You've reminded me of something that uh, has disappeared from football, and that is osteopubis. Mm. That was big for a while, wasn't it? And then it uh, just went. 
Yeah, it's what funny. happened to osteopubis? I think they call it something different now. So. <laughs> Sore groins. Yeah, hey, Rosie, the Swannies take on GWS. Zero and six horses team. Your good mate. They could play finals. They probably will play finals. They could win the premiership. Anyway, there's, there's probably 10 teams at the moment yeah, that could yeah, win the premiership. Right. Jeez, it's a story if they get up there and do I that. I think they'll play finals. It looks, you know, mm. looks like at the moment. I think we all felt... They were they they weren't a regular O and six team. I mean, they had a lot of injuries, a lot of players had limited pre seasons. Um, and I think you know, even at O and six, most of us thought, yeah, they're a chance to play finals. I think it, now it's real. You look at their draw. I think they got three or four hard. I mean, every game's hard now. I shouldn't say that. Um, and the bye, there's no doubt, the bye weekend going into finals helps teams like mm. like Sydney. You wouldn't want to be playing if they finished eighth and they had the weekend off and they got all their players healthy for week one. You wouldn't want to be the 15 playing them in the first week of the finals. Spot on, Ruzi. Nice to have you in here. You'll be on the Sunday rub as always this week. Looking forward to that. Uh, you go just back, relax. You're back mm. on the time zone. You're good? Yeah, no, had a good sleep. Uh, I was going to sleep in this morning, but then Jay texted me and said, mate, mm. come on, you've got to come in. So. And answer the hard question. Yeah, well, thanks for facing the grilling too. We, we didn't. Uh, no. We're not exactly that grilly, are yeah. we? No, nah, we did good. our best. You were very good. Well done.